worldwide. I have sent my angels to do so. They will slay anything in their path. I, the Lord God, tell you that my people are protected. I and only I made the heavens and everything that is made. I will reveal to you at this time. First the hells must come. Thank <laughs> you. 
You will never ever have your utopia. I will see to it that hell comes to earth while I rescue my own. You will know then that I am the Lord God and I am stronger than any of you. surprise will occur to those who are not my children are witnesses under the world system they will tell you the truth of what they see and hear they prepare to move inland because the coasts are going to be eaten up I tell you it is I who sent the phantom objects toward earth and interrupt the flow of the sun and upset the markets and upset them because deep down they all know they have rejected my offering and slain my lambs. Therefore, prepare for vengeance. couldn't have that now we couldn't have them being hurt now could we that would be awful how many would like to see the restoration of satan and every perversion under the sun including dismemberment murder uh and every other kind of like sewage uh uh, uh ballet that you can think of who would like to see that all restored codified ticketed fashion who would like to see it continue who would like to see children dismembered in the classroom who well let's the whole point of this culture is a blood drinking cult right why do we talk about everything else but that that's the whole point right death that's the whole point right death it's not a conspiracy. All the, what's a conspiracy is all these other little assets, like aspects that look like they're, oh, that's going to lead to the truth somewhere. Now, the bottom line is just what I said, period. End of story, done. What are you going to do about it? And it's pretty much headed up by your, your good buddy, Larry Fink, you know, who owns all your Vanguard shares, all your Vanguard ETFs. There he is, old Larry. Larry Fink. The ultimate rat Fink. Larry Fink. A uh, complete traitor. A complete anti-Semite, non-Jew, Jew-hater. God-hater. Says he's a Jew, but he is not. No way. Not when you take on Satan's entire... um, manifesto and run with it.
So basically, under the rubric of that, and you know, and the and the and the, and the, and the, and the rest of them, you know, they want a new world order reset because they want to do all this stuff out in public. They want it to be normal to you know worship Satan, um, sacrifice people in the public square, much like in uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. Have complete total decadence everywhere, every everything all the time, like like in Eighth of Rome, and um, basically live by perversion, one hundred percent inversion, meaning no common sense whatsoever, but everything inverted from common sense, so that everything that's done is a failure. Look at Larry Fink now; he looks like a failure, because he is a failure. He is a complete failure as a human, but. On the other side, he's a great asset because his failure, you know, is the is the, the demons winning in their mind. So I never forget that. You know, you got to remember that in all these situations because when they get ramped up uh, to do things, I mean, I've I've seen them. You know, they they get on somebody and they force them into suicide and things like that and. Or make people feel real bad, you know, for being there, just bullying them and stalking them and setting them up and gaslighting them and all that. All that these these kids learn when they're just kids, you know, you, you know, just before puberty and during puberty, and they learn all that stuff, and they come up and they become society. They are society. Look no further that that placid that placid veneer is bullshit. They're all bad. Oh, a couple of them are good. No, no, they're all bad. We're, you know, we're all bad. You know, and in a in a crowd in a, where there's pressure, you know, the people don't step out of line. They have to work as a team, or else they could lose their job. And that's the almighty thing to them. That's their god. So they can't lose their job or their god. So they go along with hurting you. So how do we respond? Okay. And so the net result of being hurt by them, the net result of being hurt by them is feeling disconnected from God. Doesn't God care about me? Where is God now that I'm suffering? Where is God now that I have, that I'm isolated, I'm suffering, I'm being tortured? Where is God now that I'm getting bad treatment? Where is God now that I need help? Where is God now that I'm stranded? I mean, we know all the other stuff's going on. You know, 100% uh, uh, you, you know, feral uh, field day of humans enjoying becoming feral, which they're doing, and I think they're all feral now. Right? They just need a little trigger to, to really, to you know, spark it off and then you know, the next riots, you'll see them eating like people's legs and stuff. You like that? Want some more? Well, we can, we can go a lot further than that. We can just start having them strafe uh, the uh, cities with, uh, you know, with bullets and, uh, and bombs. Just start napalming the, the state parks. I mean, what's to stop anything from anything now? So it's gotten to a head. And thanks to people, the leadership, especially, you know, the people that get blamed for a lot of this, it's going to be, have to be the media, number one, the, the most disgusting, um, inhuman, 
I guess they're just carcasses at this point, you know. And and but but see, if you keep treating them nice, like oh hello, Mister So and So, you know, oh oh yeah yeah, it's hello, Mister Neil Cavuto or whatever, and 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 don't do anything, you know, maybe even offer a handshake. Your old programming kicking back in. That's that's the guy that's like murdered your entire family, and there you are. Oh hi. I don't want to call no trouble. I'm a peaceful guy. I'm with Jesus. Yeah, well, I think Jesus would be turning over the money money changers' tables right and left all over the world right now and causing a, quite a ruckus. And I guess is beginning to because there are people who are just not going to take it. You know, I kept asking a couple of years ago, how much more will, will you guys take? How much more will you take? Do they have to haul your children off? to an undisclosed location and abuse them where you can't do anything about it? Is, is that what it takes? Do they have to come in and rape your wife and then take your child? Do they, what, at what level do you finally go, okay, all right, that's it? Because right now they're right at the point where they can bust into the door, take the wife, take the children, take everything, whatever, you know, just do whatever they want. And so now that shifts my conversation over to Trump. I was like, okay, so the only guy capable of turning any of this stuff around is Trump. I think we all know that. He's the only one that can actually do it. You know, I like DeSantis and, you know, he's a nice guy and all that, but it's, it takes more than a nice guy, you know. It takes a real bludgeoning warrior, a real heavy-duty, you know, hammer, you know, and the guy's got problems, you know, with, he's got conflicts of interest with Pfizer and different things going on too. But overall, what he wants to do is put things back, you know, the way they were trade-wise with, the, you know, re- reorganize the world back into some something that makes sense. Right now it's in complete chaos because Biden's trying to take it down and then steal the rest for his buddies. So he's got to go up against the FBI, the CIA, the military even, which has become something that nobody even recognizes. A military that couldn't win a war if they... I mean, they can, they can win a war by pushing buttons and sending nukes, I guess. But as far as, you know, hardened battle, battlefield warriors, I don't look for that. Just look for, I want to go along to get along. You're in, buddy. Uh, promote that guy to colonel. So, uh, you know, your constitution be damned, I'll promote that guy to general. So it is now as bad as I thought it would be just prior to the death season. That is where we have, you know, what have we had? We've had a lot of death, but I mean, you know, now, now it's where we start getting to a third of the whole thing, a third of humanity, you know, that level, that kind of level of death. And the genocide comes because the Lord sends the genocide. Um, yeah, you, you know, or, or really the genocide, it's really a consequence of the failure of the people here to do anything about what the evil ones are doing. So genocide becomes a consequence. It's not, um, the Lord doesn't send it, but it comes because of complacency. And the genocide comes because of complacency. There would be a lot less deaths from COVID had there not been this stupid complacency. Even this is this hospital here that uh, you know basically is filled with hateful people. Um, 
even this hospital here, which is a joke, okay, to begin with. Um, they, uh, they really just don't seem to get it. They're, they're there to help people to survive diseases, problems, car wrecks, strokes, heart attacks, things like that. It, they don't seem to be me in that business. It's more like, okay, make sure you keep track of the bill there. Yeah, the bill, the almighty bill that follows you. It's like, um, do you care if people get better? Fuck no, they don't care. So, you know, that's another thing we're up against in this world. The fact that uh, there's not only no health care, but there, there's... There has to be, you know, alternatives, and alternatives are, will just take a lot of time to, to get codified. And also, they don't work as fast as Big Pharma. I'm not saying there aren't people that are d decent in the system. There, there are. There's decent cops. There's decent doctors. And, you know, I had decent people that treated me. But in general, the, 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 the vibe is a negative. You know, it's a negative vibe. I think you'd agree with that, Trish. In general, the vibe at the at the hospital is negative. It's a negative kind of vibe. Um, it's sort of like a bank. It's like being in a bank. Well, All right, she may disagree with me, but she's probably happy that I'm still around. Maybe she's not. I don't know. Uh, but it, it it's been um, you know a real wake up call to see. You know how how um, how patients are blamed. You know, in 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 American allopathic medicine, which I was calling it that's a joke. Um, it's the patient that's the blame that didn't get the right. You know what I mean? Then what they do is they take your blood and they take all your stuff and they go all all, all over your past and they make decisions based on past blood workup rather than just keeping in everything up to date that minute where you can make a decision on something in, in reality. That's just basically um, science 101, and they don't follow that. So it's, it's, uh, it's amazing, and, and people have been very frustrated. Well, we've had a lot of deaths, too. We've had people that have been complicit in killing people in the hospitals, just literally murdering them. And so, you know, and so that's at the back of your mind, right? Definitely you it, with the pandemic, and even before the pandemic, uh, hospital uh, miscalculation and et cetera. Yeah, it's the biggest cause of death there is. The hospital uh, mishandling of your case is the biggest cause of death in the world. So, you know, it, it's, and I'm, I've just freshly gone through it, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, it's shown me a whole another level of humanity these people that work there honestly they don't have a mind they're just in a sterile environment pushing around their pencils answering the phone hanging up and at exactly five o'clock they're gone exactly five now there's no one there at 501 because oh, you hang on a minute this guy's dying no no not five o'clock it's my time to get out i'm out Oh, okay. I even suggested sending them over to Pakistan. Maybe they would get a little education there. 
But with people like this in healthcare, I mean, you know, people that, that really, um, you know, uh, have no emotional depth or compassion, and then the others are bitter. There's a lot of racist, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, black on white racism. There's a lot of uh, Asian on on, you know, well, everyone picks on all the old white guys, right? So there's a lot of that racism going on. Plus, ageism is going on too. Like, you know, hey, another juicy cadaver, yeah. Uh, so it, it's 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 just it's it's total horror show. It's 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 it's. It's so far beyond anything you've ever read. It's so far beyond anything you've ever seen. Even if you've been there, have you really seen? Because our mind tends to block out stuff. So I'm, you know, probably going to, you know, try to... This is where the horror movie genre comes in great. You know? Coven of Nurses going wild. Bloodthirsty nurses. A bloodthirsty nurse's coven hiding in the hospital. <laughs> and then the escape, right, of those who who have survived the night of slashing. <laughs> I think I get quite a laugh out of that because it just shows the ultimate greatness of humanity. Yeah, baby. Are you going to go watch the game today? Oh, I thought I would. Look at that pass. Wow, he caught it with one hand. That's really so. And um, and 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 all the other things that uh, we get to do. So, my question has been throughout this whole last two weeks: Where is God in this? What is God doing right now? How is God moving besides toward genocide? The genocide, we clearly all see that soon. And uh, that'll probably be the end of us. But besides that, is there anybody that has any any feeling of, okay, responsibility? Like, have you caused uh, some of this judgment? Have you been distant from God and that's really what it is rather than him being distant from you? Has there been a concern about people that are really, really bad? that you'd pray for not only for your protection, but pray that the Lord would reach them in some way. So if none of those things have happened, then I'd say then we're in the, uh, we're kind of in the, uh, in the doghouse here. It's our fault. And it's our fault because we have allowed a lot of this stuff to get under our skin when we are when we are children of the Most High God. We don't. This is not even our home. This situation that we're in, we're witnesses. Like the last song said, we are witnesses of the world system brought here by the Most High God to be witnesses, to tell the Lord what we see and hear, to put it out there as accurate prophecy that what we see and hear that is to be rejected by the world that can't hear or see truth or prophecy. And it's the consistency of the faith, the consistency of the word, the consistency of God, the never-changing nature of God. That is the very thing that 
is the proof that blows their mind, that blows the world's mind, that the world can't believe, that the world is completely freaked out about. The consistency, the constant coming back of God's people, the constant return. Now, it, I've seen a lot of bitter people in their jobs as nurses, and they're just bitter. They're just waiting for retirement. Take your pill. <laughs> And you go, my God, this person is so ugly. Who would even want to be associated with them on the outside? The hatred that they have for other people, especially the West, especially for Americans, is so bad that it has poisoned them and made them decrepit. The hatred they have for others has turned them into little ghouls and monsters. And they're ugly, and their lines, and their face, and they just look ugly and mean and their teeth falling out and it's just awful it didn't have to be that way but their hatred toward others caused them to become ghoulish and petty and stupid and pathetic hatred and so I think we learn a big lesson here. Now, I'm a little fiery today because I'm, you know, got a fire lit under me right now. Ben's going crazy. Getting me some premium oxygen. Hey, Trish, how about another uh, coffee? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, there, there was a lot wrong, a lot wrong with me. A lot of things wrong with it. There is a lot of things wrong with me, but there's a lot of things that are, you know, kind of going the right direction at this point. Thank God for Trish and I being discerning, you know, to choose, you know, to choose our course through it. God, if we left it up to one of these people, can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> we well, wouldn't be hearing from me anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, and you know, the funny thing is, I know a lot of people, a lot of men, who are going through similar things right now. Heart issues where they never had them before, you know what I mean? Spike protein type of stuff. And, and you know, that's literally, literally something to um, worry about. There are products out there like Nitro Boost that uh, Infowars had, and another one that Dr. McCullough has, which is called, I think... Um, it's got nidocanese in it, which is a, which is is again another thing that allows the 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 you know, and it's like an anticoagulant, so that these um, areas of blood and where the heart's pumping can go through rather than get blocked and cause a stroke or a heart attack. So yeah, there's this, all this cardiovascular. Um, issues now all over the world and it didn't you know ultimately it didn't matter whether you got jabbed or not it, it's 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 there it's in the food it's in the air and again it is a consequence of us not doing anything it is literally i see the total connection between complacency and result and people say well, i don't know what to do well you know sometimes when people don't know what to do they just burn their entire city down Uh, like, you know, like what's happening in France. Yeah, like exactly what's happening in France. 
They just burn the whole place down because they don't know what to do. So they burn it all down. Problem is, they still don't have an army. So what can they do with respect to, to you know, reforming France? Well, they can't do much about it because of the fact that, you know, they don't have uh, you know, the corrupt people that are corruptly in government illegally, like Macron and the rest of them, who shouldn't be there in the first place, are there. And as long as they're there, it's going to continue. Same thing with Canada and Trudeau. Same thing with um, the, the most over-the-top crime family in the world, in ever, 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 even on TV, Al Capone, I mean, beats them all. Joe Biden, in-your-face criminal, top, you know, big-time bribes. You know, it's, it's not just $5 million, It's $50 million, It's $100 million. It's, 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 you know, and, and, and Hunter seems to be the guy that organizes the whole thing. Hunter's actually running the show. He's running the one. He's running the payoffs to, to the big guy. All the evidence is there, and they can't make a move because the FBI is militarized, and they're like, you make a move, we will go to a full-scale war with you. You make a move, we have planes and we have bombs. You know what I mean? Same with CIA. You make a move, we go to war. You make a move to indict Joe Biden, we go to war. You make a move to clean up the FBI, we go to war. You make a move to say anything, we go to war. You, you say anything in the media that's true, you get fired and we go to war. So what do you want, corrupt man? And the answer is, what they want is they really want to be stopped. Because they know that where they're headed would not be something they would be proud of for, for the annals of history, believe me. But they figure if they win, they'll be writing history. So we're all screwed. Anyway, I've tried to triangulate this a million different ways. And the only way I have is that Jesus solves it. But the paradox of that is it, Jesus solves every human endeavor. So picking and choosing is not exactly what's going to ha- what's going to save this thing or cause an outcome meaning that you go from here to there I'm not saying you don't die i'm just saying you can go from here to there here to home or I, if you get lost i don't know what happens to you because it's so easy to be disconnected from jesus right now yet jesus is the answer to the to the to to the smallest problem on the earth to the biggest one the cornerstone that got rejected, the, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the mystery, the enigma. Before Abraham was, I am. The, that one, the son. I can go on and on and on in, in any number of terms, but, um, you know, ultimately people don't understand. Jesus, the most misunderstood uh, person in the history of everything, and the Bible says, and the and the uh, darkness uh, could not comprehend him. He was the light, and the darkness comprehended it not. Period. These people are still in the dark. General Milley, right, a man that just lives by lying, tried to frame Trump into uh, attacking Iran, blamed him. Trump got in trouble. Milley walks along, strutting his stuff, trying out his new tranny outfit.
It's um, so far beyond disgusting that it's, it's, and I think that's the point, to taint people so much that they just start getting, like, used to being fed, you know, shit, and they just get used to eating it, and they just get used to basking in it, and pretty soon they just start covering themselves with it, and just start living it, and 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 living it. It changes them from the inside. They not only become feral, they become desperate, and then eventually zombified. And I love this part. It never had to be this way. Nope. It's it's 100% uh, voluntary. 100% elective. It does not have to be the way it is today. It does not. And it doesn't have to be how it was in COVID. It does not. You know, the only thing that's necessary is for these... Um, you know, bullying, corrupt institutions that, that claim to have all the guns and all the militaries and all the stuff, you know, they need to be dealt with. Trump can't win any war against the deep state. See, that's the thing. I'm going to win this final battle. How? Where's your army? These guys out here with their uh, AR-15s? I don't think so. How are you going to do that, Trump? How are you going to win? You can't. Not unless you have a deal, not, not, not unless you've got the military. Not unless you've got the military. Not unless the Lord gives you the military. The Lord would have to give you the military. Without the military, you're dead. And I think the only thing that they're worried about is that the populist people will all be throwing their votes to Trump no matter what. Trump, 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 and hate the, you know, everyone in the deep state and hate every single one of them every single day. The news media goes down to a zero rating. The Mockingbird, CIA, Mind Control, MK Ultra Media. Just imagine how sick you would be to be in, you know, to have a job there. How sick you would have to be, how, how, how completely deranged as a person, how, how immoral, how, how psychopathic you would have to be to work there with a straight face and say, yes, well, it appears that Putin's losing and the Ukraine is now winning. And all this Russian disinfo about money laundering is just a right-wing ploy to bring back Donald Trump. You know what I mean? If you had to say stuff like that on the air, can you imagine? But I do believe the only one that can actually bring it back, you know, even though I am not a fan, is, you know, personality-wise. But I guess I, I am a fan of certain policies like anti-human slavery, like anti-trafficking, <laughs> like, like, like anti-frittering money, away, <laughs> like, like pro-jobs and pro-growth, you know, pro, uh, things like that, you know, because what's the alternative? Sitting there and dying, doing nothing? It's good to do something rather than nothing, right? So you need some kind of economy to do something. But, you know, Biden doesn't want that. They want to they reset. So they want to destroy it all and then, and then flip a switch and then suddenly have you on the government dole. And once you're there, then you'll know true misery, I guess. You'll beg and beg and beg to be killed. 
But as the Bible says, I don't care how much you beg to be killed, it won't happen. You, death will not come. Death will not come. Then you're suffering so much, being killed would be a humane thing. But death won't come. I don't just I don't want to see it just all go to that point. Can't there be just one reprieve? Well, here's what it's going to take. It's going to take total absorption in the Lord. And that means that basically you know, you know what I mean by that. It's just almost like becoming a just just recluse, just get out of the news and out of all of it and just go into the word and just just like start just breathing that word becoming that word being that word because i can tell you the worst thing in the world is to feel like all things are happening like if something happens to you like if you're in a car accident or you're you get sick or you get cancer or anything and then you're all alone and you don't feel jesus and you're feeling distant and you're just really in a malaise and you're not sure where this is going and you're you're, you're just hanging on kind of in horror and shock. And the one thing you're going to need in that case is the Lord. You're going to need that in any of the, the, nothing else will do. But it can you can wind up in a position where the Lord just isn't there. And you look back and go, well, what do I do? What do I do? I'm all foggy. I don't know what I did. I how do I get back is really the main question. It's not what did you do and punish bam, 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 bad, 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 bad boy. Instead of that, the, the real thing is, okay, so how do we fix it? How can I be with you, Lord? Now how can I just be with you? How can I feel your presence? How do I know what to do next? How do I know where to go, Lord? How do I know what to, what to say, what to think? I, I, I don't even know which direction to go. And, um, well, it just takes time, doesn't it? Scriptures, scripture readings, study, psalms, prayers. It takes, you know, a lot of energy to just, just to, to be still until the Lord moves, until you can feel that inner peace, that inner presence because that's that's like a joy that's like a like a uh, it's like the sun it's like an energy source and then and then you know you're going to be okay and if you know you're going to be okay you can go through it but i mean you know going through things like concentration camps and um you know well god knows what what they have lined up for us you know what i mean it's people aren't going to fight back so i imagine they're going to get on the train just like they didn't uh, in the in the in the nineteen forties, uh, I would love to see some kind of fight back, but I mean, I think I'm being probably a bit Pollyanna to think that because you know what's going on now. I believe is that the church of America is being judged by the Lord because things are not better for the fact things are harder now for the Christian uh, than they have been for you know many decades like that also goes for other people I'm just saying that in terms of you know being rewarded or having blessings or 
having that secure provision because that constant prayer and faith and having that, you know, consistency in the relationship with the Lord has been waning in America to where people have been running over to witchcraft, which is out of control. And they don't even, you know, it's so funny about the witchcraft. They don't even understand that in order to throw a spell of, on a witch, like say a death spell on Donald Trump, okay, they have an immediate comeback comes back on them unless they provide for some sort of scapegoat, some kind of alternative, you know, offing of the energy into another direction that was meant to kill them. Because if you want to kill somebody, it comes back on you, right? And that's why we should never even hold that in our hearts, that kind of anger toward other people and hatred toward other people honestly turns you into hatred personified, a ghoul, an ugly little demon, a joke, a stupid, a uh, uh, unreliable, ne'er-do-well, you know, loser. And love transforms you into, you know, a eternal, you know, force, an eternal beam of light, of intelligence, of love, of understanding, of peace. Which one would you rather be? Right? You don't want to be hatred. And I think one of the things the devil is doing, the devil and his minions, trying to get us to hate. Yeah, I mean Christians to hate. You know, people that are of the Lord to hate. You know, and by that, by people, I mean Jesus people to hate. Because Jesus people can be many religions, right? To be a Jesus. Jesus is not exclusive to religion. I think you would agree with me on that. So the Jesus people, the people Jesus called the lambs, trying to get the lambs to become hateful of, you know, Caesar and, you know, say Larry Fink and Bill Gates and, and to become hateful toward these people, hateful toward, uh, you know, you know, big pharma with all their stupid drugs with side effects, you know, pharmacia, you know, sorcery is what, you know, the drug market is. It's sorcery. It's basically black magic. You know, the serpent and the, uh, you know, the certain, you know, the side effects of the, you know, the, the biting the heel, right? It's the constant struggle with the serpent on the, on the rod, which is, is, is basically, um, you know, the, the, the showing that the head of the uh, medical profession is satanic. And, um, you know, so, so the practical doctors, you, you know, they, they can't be really be a part of that, but they don't have the money or whatever the wherewithal to put out products that could really work. So we look for alternatives and, um, you know, uh, uh, supplements. And I take a lot of supplements myself to kind of counteract, you know, I'm kind of doing a tweener. I have to use a little bit of what they've gotten and then what I've got. And, um, you know, kind of move along that way and judge by progress based on data, you know, like pulse rate, heart rate, vitals, blood, etc. And because um, I can't get a straight answer otherwise. But see, all of this uh, failure in society, you know, for example, 
the medical establishment has been a failure from, I think we could agree the get-go, pretty much. Uh, and then all the other corruption, government, business, um, sciences, space, the lies about space, the lies about Mars, the lies about, about Antarctica, the lies about, you know, every single thing in your life is a lie. And my life is a lie. And, you know, whether you go the UFO route to figure it out or you go the, the um, you know, New World Order route or Operation Paperclip or if you go um, into any, any um, you know, historical, like, like the writings of the Enlightenment leading up to the Luciferian One World Order, you go to the Secret Society, the Golden Dawn, the Thule Society, the, the, the Russell Trust, the, the Carlisle Group, and these various, you know, all the way down to like BlackRock and Larry Fink and all the rest of it. And you see the entire globe, the entire force becoming a force of greedy little nasty people with no faith in anything but their own egos and their own narcissism, you know, trying to hurt people in order to get further ahead with their God, Satan. And that's basically it. And, and I've never had anyone ever argue that with me. I mean, they've tried, but they've wound up in, you know, frustrated and screaming. Right? Because it's, it's not really an argument. It's like a statement. You can take it or leave it. But that is the reality we find ourselves in on Earth. You learn to hurt people, you know, it's like the Nat King Cole song. Those beautiful songs. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is how to lo how to love and be loved in return. Um, wrong. Sorry, Nat. That's a nice notion, like the old Christmas albums. But I think you missed the boat, dude. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is to guard against the deception of being loved and loving in return, and what that means. Because there is no such thing. You know, the only love like that is agape, and that is belongs to God. So if you want to put it that way, Nat, Nat old boy, you would say the greatest thing you'll ever learn is to be loved by God and love God in return. That would be correcting your lyric. Pardon me for doing so, but you need correction. So I'm correcting your lyric for all time, and no one will care, and no one will listen, especially me, Zeph, in my own country, America. I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm completely uh, not dangerous. I'm, I'm just a little lamb. No one can hear anything I say. I've got walls a hundred miles high, all around me. They put those walls up because they don't want to see. But if I went somewhere else, I can't guarantee that same silence. Like if I went to uh, Eastern Europe or something, I can't guarantee that there wouldn't be people that might start tuning into things. And I can't guarantee that God wouldn't use me to uh, start talking about what's next. God makes a big issue about throwing pearls before swine. I remember when Jesus said, look, he says, I'm sending you out in, in, in pairs. And, and, you know, if they, you know, and, and if they uh, don't take your word, 
you get a word from me, and then they don't take it. You know, it could be a word, a teaching, you know how words come. They come in very, you have to unpack them. And sometimes they're very simple, sometimes they're more complex. But you don't, but they reject it, that it would be better for them in, in Sodom and Gomorrah than it would be, uh, you know, otherwise. And you think, Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, that's insanely harsh. If they reject a word from Jesus, that's it. They're just going to burn, according to Jesus. Think about that statement for a minute. You dust off your sandals, for that, they're not even worthy to tie them, and walk on. That's why I send you out in twos. Why do you suppose he sends us out in twos? For for because iron strengthens iron to keep each other going, to keep each other encouraged. That's right. And um, how many people feel like when they get rejected like that, or like people look at them funny, that ooh, I better shut up, or you, you, know, you slink away from where, where we your position. Okay, the Lord wants you to be, your, your position is the only position. They don't have a position. Do you understand that? Sir, yes, sir. That's what I want to hear. They, do you understand that? They don't have a position. So in this kind of combat, basically, which is what it is, you establish the word. And if they reject it, then, you know, you can also tell them, the consequences of your, of your, you know, what I would do is I would say, you won't listen to me before I even say it. So here's the consequences. Don't be surprised if your life doesn't go the way you think it should. Don't be surprised if it's not all, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, butterflies and rainbows after this. If you hear the word of God, if I hear the word of anything, anything of God scares me. I don't want to miss it. If I do something, if I don't hear it, I feel that disconnection. God was probably trying to communicate with me and I missed it. And you'd never want that to happen. So you're scared to death of that. And that's wisdom. And that's what puts you in touch with God. And that's what keeps you right there with the Lord. That fear that you might miss something. doesn't matter what somebody else says or somebody else thinks. What matters is he gives you the word to establish, you establish it, and then he'll show you they're not going to accept it. You can step in at that point and confront them and say, you know, here's the word, you don't care. Just remember that. You don't care, okay? You don't care about God's word. Yeah, well, how do I know you're not some fly-by-night, you know, Crazy man, you know, God talks to you. Bullshit. Prove it. Don't need to prove it. It's already proved. Why? Because it is what it is. If you can't see it is what it is, that's not my fault. You know, go back to school or go learn to, to, to you know, draw coloring books or something. You know, go, go, go paint in line somewhere. Go... Go learn to make coffee. You know, do something. Okay. So that kind of thing, and I'm, and I'm not being very eloquent about it today, sorry. 
That kind of thing, though, that kind of combat, that kind of interaction is what Jesus was talking about when sending you out two by twos out into the wilderness. The wilderness being the cities, the country, the, the world, the, 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 you know, the, the USA, the Canada, the, you know, the South America, the Mexico, you know, wherever, China. And that's the way it has to be. And of course, the goal is, you know, have you seen, have you talked to Jesus? You know, I've got this vision of Jesus. I then talk to people about Jesus. And it's like, I, I, I want Jesus in my heart. I want Jesus, I want to know this Jesus. I don't understand. I, you know, and to, and to be able to really be in that teaching mode then to help to understand um, and that there's, you can go further. You can live with Jesus. Jesus can live with you. There's a, you know, the, the place within us for Jesus is the tabernacle of the Most High God. That's the whole point of this entire thing. That's the whole point of this entire thing, okay? Just send up the entire Bible, the entire purpose, the entire uh, purpose of all things that you could ever purpose has one purpose, and that is man is tabernacle to the Most High God in, in the ultimate configuration but from there, I can't tell you what happens. Because it's, in a sense, it's already true. Why did man make God, you know, why did God make man in his image, in the, in the, in the image he made? Um, because the angels can't be the tabernacle of the Most High God. And it's not a New Age cult, so the, 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 the whole universe is not the tabernacle of the Most High God. Right, Mama Universe is not the 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 orderer and the organizer of uh, uh, the multiplicity of things. I think you'd agree with that. Not the big designer, the big Mama designer, right? The only reason that uh, there's the 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 sustenance of what space? You thinking time? How about space and time? How about you know? Is there anything else? Ether, and and uh, you, you know, in the sense that you're 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 being uh, sustained with with blood and oxygen and 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 uh, nutrients and things like that to keep going, there will be a reason for that because there's always a utility for everything. In fact, every little thing on Earth whether it knows it or not, has some little function that helps some other thing function. If you look at Sir Richard Attenborough's, you know, under the sea, and you see all these little interdependent sea communities of creatures, and how one does one thing, one does another, and, you know, just just happens to be advantageous for another species. Uh, There's a lot of that going on everywhere, this sort of cooperation. Or look in your own body. You'll see that your own body it's really one organism, not a bunch of organs. It's just one. And it uh, tends to feel better or feel worse as a singular organism. Usually. Not all the time, but I mean, usually there's that. There's that. So, the greatest revolution that could ever happen is Jesus, because Jesus is the most misunderstood. Jesus is... misunderstood right now as I speak. Jesus is misunderstood. 
Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah, well, Jesus is misunderstood from the get-go. They don't understand. They don't under I, I actually have a knowing about Jesus, but I, I don't, I can't put it into words exactly that would be satisfying to hear. So again, even from my perspective, Jesus remains misunderstood. I can get the concept of the, um, the, the, the cornerstone rejected by the builders. All civilizations on earth have failed. Why? Rejecting that cornerstone. But Jesus wasn't around then. Jesus has been around and, and is around and is eternal. And so there is no, you know, the, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. You know, little clues like replenish the earth. This has happened before. There were others. And Jesus, you know, it's, it's funny because his, um, some people say, well, he's just king. He's the king. And we're joint heirs with Christ, so we're like, you know, equal to the king. Well, that may be turned the context of John 17, 15 through 17, but... Uh, the, 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 the principal difference is God is a person. God is sovereign. In God, you know, I am also, I share those things, but I'm not, you know, I, ego, me, Zaf, separate, does not call the shots. However, without me uttering certain things and doing certain things, the shots wouldn't happen. So God made me so that he could do whatever he wants to do because of me. And he did that to everyone, all of you. So never think you're not important. The other thing is, there aren't that many witnesses here in the United States. There's a lot of talk and a lot of, you know, a lot of this whole bullshit Jesus show going on, which I can't stand, you know what I mean? the Big Ten revival aspect, and we, we've got this whole thing solved, and if you'd only just come over to Jesus' side, everything's going to be okay. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe just God made me to, to, to just shun that sort of thing and move on. And I shun it because of it's a very negative environment for me to be around. That, that sort of kind of show business, circus Jesus. It's not really, it's, it is all show business. It's all Barnum and Bailey. It's all, it's all show. You know, it's big tents, lots of money, and lots of, you know, amplifiers and, you know, theaters and, you know, the traveling road show. Here comes Jesus. And, you know, it, it, it has its place. People get inspired, but for me, it's like immediately seen through, and then it gets ruined, and then the next thing you know, it it causes me to suffer 
because I feel disconnected now. Sort of like, if that's real, then I'm false. If I'm real, then that's false. So the two have to be left alone. I don't judge it, you know, because I've seen it for a long time. And, you know, it, it may try to judge me, but if I'm not getting engaged with it, it's not going to have any reason to come after me. So it's kind of like a laissez-faire sort of uh, understanding. We just leave each other alone. I have my function. They have their function. Yeah, but we don't want no lone ranger Christian. Well, it doesn't really matter what you want, human. You don't like no lone ranger Christian. Well, that's your fault. You want everybody to be a collective. That's your fault. That's a fault. That's ignorance. Biggest lone ranger of all were people like John the Baptist, Elijah, Jesus himself. So don't even begin to go there. You just look like an idiot. Remember that term, Lone Ranger Christian? They'd put on you if you weren't really like going to church. You know, Paul said that you should never, you know, deny an opportunity to go to church. Well, when an opportunity comes up, that I'll be right there. Still waiting. Still, people say they have these little church things. Last time, uh, they were going to kill us. So I, I'm just wondering, what do you mean? You mean we should go get killed? <clears throat> you don't think there are Satan's death squads that would love you to come to their little uh, worship service out in the middle of nowhere where there's no help if you get in trouble? <laughs> well, there's a lot of people not here because they're naive, right? The world is here to eat you, to hunt you and eat you. Just like, you know, just like the wolf, just like the, the coyotes, just like the bears, just like the lions. They're, you know, there's, it is, you know, the jungle, and the whole point of it is to hunt down um, the lambs of God and eliminate them. The policy is death to the, uh, to the lambs, you know, life to the op, to the death people, to the people that love death hate God, hate everything, hate themselves, and become feral, have no thought, have no thought, no IQ, no nothing, zero, take up space, NPC characters, life to them! Life, liberty, and happiness to them! Who wouldn't lift a finger one day to, to do work for anything, but at the same time, wouldn't even know in the first place that that would have been uh, an option. Life and happiness and fulfillment and provision to them. Starvation for the lambs of God. Who, through their complacency, have allowed these people to take over. And now they're just there as having food fights at the local Arby's restaurant where they're just throwing, you know, all kinds of like like pickles at each other, and they're just slathering their faces with with the latest soups, and you know, getting involved in tearing down you know cities and just just going at it. And how do they get to that point? Larry Fink sends out a frequency, and that frequency can gets people 
uh, that are susceptible into that hive mentality, and then they uh, they tend to do bad things. And you're going to see a lot of that during the uh, election. Now, I mean, it's not Larry Fink's toy. It's you know they have a they've got frequencies. They put people on these frequencies, and the next thing you know, they go crazy, and they want to tear down the entire world. They go, we're doing it for social justice and equality. You wouldn't even know what the word equality means. So until you can define that, you ought to shut up. Let's take it even further, the word equity, through the lens of communism. You don't even know what that means. So why say it if you don't know what it means? You know the difference between equality and equity? No? Well, then shut up. Do you know the difference between Mao and Hitler? Well, then shut up. Do you know that? Do you know the the um, um, if your edict is that you hate white men and they should be eradicated from society, that you're following white men right now? Well, then you should shut up, since you're too ignorant to even figure that out. And the other thing is, why should anyone listen to you when you have no facts, no understanding? No reasoning, no purpose. You just take up space and breathe and eat. For what reason? You contribute nothing. Except no complaints. You're good at complaints. Complaining, you know, it's, it's all racist. The systemic racism has ruined the world. You know, whatever other monikers that Larry Fink would make you say. Now go turn to Larry Fink and, and repeat what he says. Over and over and over. Or you're going to have to write it out 1,500 times on the chalkboard. Thank you very much. Next, please. Yeah, now, I, I'm amazed at how thick the programming is. You know, I'm also amazed at how people that I know very well never fell for one second of programming ever. Not even a split second of programming. I mean, they were, remember that back in 2017, they tried to get us with that whole Vegas massacre Q thing? Remember that? That was a pretty strong ploy, just firing guns at people at a concert at random. I mean, that's pretty bad, right? But it fa- this is all Obama. Obama loves to do these shootings. This is, uh, you know, this is, this is a complete failure. Of, Obama is a complete abomination. He's not respected anymore. And he's not expected. He's ruthless. He likes to kill. But he's he's ephemeral. He's not their Quezoc Hatterack like they thought they had. So, they're drifting. Klaus Schwab's not getting any younger. Soros is about, Soros is shot. Biden's shot. They're all shot. Kissinger's shot. So, what's going to be the upshot of it all? Well, the upshot of it all, folks, could very well be an overturning of the entire thing through Jesus. Or, at the very least, some kind of escape into Jesus and protection of God's lambs with the uh, tribulation saints going through what they need to go through. Uh, After all the disobedience they've been and all the shenanigans they pulled against God. I mean, there's a lot of explaining to do when you've set your entire 
church up to recruit children into Satanism, right? Under the guise of bait and switch Jesus. I mean, if you've done a bait and switch Jesus in your church, oh my, how are you going to repent for that? That's like 90% of the churches in America, 501c3. How are you going to repent for that? The whole purpose is faith. It's real. So the only reason that, it, that they would use it as bait and switch is because they don't believe the gospel. They don't believe it. And when you don't believe it, that's when there's distance from Jesus. When you believe it, when you're just fraught with that spirit, when you are completely connected, when you are going down the line and being, you know you're being led by the spirit and all your decisions, what you eat, your supplements, your doctrine this way, that way, whatever your job, whatever you're doing, and you're kind of in that sink, you, you get this anticipatory feeling that not only are you being taken care of, but this is all leading to something very positive. And that's a good feeling. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just don't want this gloom and doom and horror every day. You know, I don't mind writing horror, especially a satirical type, which most of it is all satire. Um, but uh, you, you know, about um, you know, evil race, <laughs> racist nurses and things like that. Racist nurses of New Mexico. Yeah. Join the Racist Nurse Foundation. No, I don't know what their problem is. I just, I just, it's horrifying. I remember when my dad was dying in the last couple of days, I was like, you know, I told him, you know, this is terrible. And he was in a little room and, and uh, not very nice. He goes, the nurses are mean. They're mean. I'm like, they're always mean, dude. They're always mean. They're mean. That's just, they're just like a cliche in America. The nurses are mean, usually. So what you got to do is take one on when they're mean, snap it back to where they shock them. Like, God, who knows what he's going to do to me? You know what I mean? Put some fear in there. You know, you know it, 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 they might kick you out. I don't know, but. At least that way, you know, you stand up for yourself. Or let them abuse you at three in the morning. I can't find the vein. There's blood all over your arm. You know, I mean, that's there's the alternative right there. It's your fault. Your vein isn't there, right? It should be right there. It's not my fault. Right? <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically how it goes at three in the morning. Anyway, um, so what I'm going to focus on this next week is I'm focusing on being, you know, char supercharged with Jesus. And I really see a real validation for really dark writing. I mean, the darkest, most disgusting writing ever. Because all my dark writing has a purpose. And, you know, it's not just, oh, you know, uh, slice and dice and slash people up or the worst fear is a you know, wild chainsaw or a shark or something. There's got there's some character thing going on in, interacting with it that's leading into this sort of human foible, a human folly, a human comedy. 
And that's that's the uh, that's the trick of I think true horror, especially um, you know like Frankenstein being written by Mary Shelley at the height of you know, of, of coming into the uh, uh, enlightenment and science and all that stuff, and you know the industrial revolutions around the corner and you know, this idea of of, uh, of you, you know. M- using, you know, technology to advance, you know, the human to, to, to do beyond things that he could do, but inadvertently, you know, ironically, which is the beauty of it, the irony, creating this monster that then is a pathetic <laughs> character and is a kind character to children, but because the townspeople don't understand, they want to bludgeon him to death. And so it becomes a pathos. It becomes a, it becomes in a sense a, a real tragedy, and that I think is the uh, the the utility of a story like, say, Frankenstein, which is considered a horror story. But you see, it's unnecessary. It's almost a myth, you know. And it it, it goes to the question of, you know, how much tampering with God should we do when we don't understand God in the first place? Well, we don't understand that God is nonlinear, but yet we're linear. And we attempt to mess with God in a linear way, forgetting the, the the zillions and zillions of data points that we can't see because we're not in that um, uh, multiple uh, dimensional time and space that encompasses the task at hand. Therefore, Houston, we have a problem. So yeah, a lot more writing. I mean, Kubrick's... Uh, 2001 was another perfect example, and also Clockwork Orange. If Kubrick didn't have all, at all of them, but if he didn't have the, the right moral compass, which he does, about good and evil, good versus evil, and how people get to, to be the way they got, and and when true horror crosses the line, like like true horrors where finally someone becomes so unhinged that they would do things that ordinarily people wouldn't do. They just, that's it. They, they've, whatever happened to them has, has turned them into some kind of monster. But see, even that is a reflection of our society. Then that becomes a story we want to hear again and again because we need to hear these stories. We need to see these stories because we learn how to deal with hypocrisy. We learn how to deal with corruption. We learn how to deal with, uh, you, know, you know, people that are taking shortcuts and breaking the law. We learn to, to, though we hate the wicked now they're getting ahead to, we learn from, from wisdom to, to not envy the wicked one bit because of the, of the, of the things that's going to happen to them. You know, if you, if you envy the wicked, then that means you're going to envy the punishment. And so you're going to get the punishment even though you didn't do anything wrong. See how that works? You will somebody dead and they die, you take credit for it, then you're going to get the credit. All right. But that's that's your hatred that's consumed you, and so so that's why we need stories. You see, to bounce all these things off of each other. You know, for the for the for the good of humanity. Now, um, Netflix has lost its way. Um, uh, Amazon Prime has lost its way. They're pretty good with a comedy series, you know going to an exotic island and having all kinds of like, you know, 
comedy foibles, I guess. But they really lost their way in terms of stories that really mean something, that could really have a big impact. And um, you know, I think back of really successful sci-fi like Terminator. Terminator has reverberated from day one all the way down to today, all the way down to now, as a, as a like a perfect movie in the sense of you, you know the, the cautionary tale about machines taking over, then coming back to kill any any opposition uh, through time travel. And you know through Skynet, and and this is like a really uh, you know it, it, an important concept to understand. Uh, then another movie came out that was very similar, Oblivion, sci-fi movie, um, had to do with uh, you, you know drones and fixing drones and all the people that that were approved of by the you know the AI in the sky. Uh, were they didn't realize it, but they were um, clones. They were clones, and Tom Cruise's character was a clone, and he was there fixing Joe. But he had memories of when he was a human, just some decades past. And uh, it showed how even the clone could find his own humanity through the DNA memory. And so, uh, you know, any attempt at getting at some of that stuff is. Oh no! I, the studios hated it. it uh, people hated that movie because it, it divulged too much. It, it really did divulge a, a lot of what we're what we're going through right now. Anyway, I just want us to not be victims, okay? <coughs> to not be sitting there as. Uh, You know, feeling like we're just waiting to be rescued off this horrible island of of, of pain and suffering. You know, I, I just want to help us to not get into that mentality of just waiting to be rescued with your, you know, with your flare, you're shooting it up in the air when you see a plane go by. That you know, maybe here's my ride, and I, I know how tempting that is. But we, we just can't allow ourselves. We're, we're not those people. We're not victims. We're, we're, we're you know, we're, 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 we're giant warriors. We're, we're conquering heroes. Hallelujah. And, and uh, the victory is in Christ. The victory is in the blood. But the victory is the victory. And in so doing, we have been restored to full strength. And only in the spiritual realm, not in walking around on earth that we won't be acknowledged, but you can acknowledge who you are. And just remember, you know, when it gets dicey, throw in the word God and throw in the word Jesus. Get it going. Get it going. Get that conversation going. Without Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Jesus is the thing that would straighten this whole thing out. You tell somebody, because. They go, well, what do you think of the way it's going now? And say, look, the world needs Jesus, period. Amen. Just hit him right there between the eyes with that. Hit him in the face with Jesus. And you want to say Yeshua, Jesus, whatever, it doesn't matter. But Jesus is the main name understood. So Jesus. Jesus. 
the whole thing that would have mitigated World War II was Jesus. The warmongers would have been mitigated by Jesus. Fairness would have been through justice, through a, a, a justice world reverent to God, reverent to Jesus Christ. And again, the Jesus people are not always a religion. Many come from Hinduism and you know Mohammedism and Judaism and Christ many come from Christianity, where they, they didn't know Jesus in religion, but as they got Jesus, they might have left their churches, but then they, they got the, the truth of it rather than the abstract. You know, they were exposed to it in in church, and they didn't believe it because, yeah, well, just dry dead bones in there. But they figured out later on, hey, wait a second, it is real. And so that pre-background probably helped to get them to understand that. Others have come to Jesus and said, well, I don't even know, I, I come from a different religion, different language. I, I don't even know, all of a sudden I'm hearing Jesus all the time, I'm seeing Jesus here. And they're talking about Jesus down the street. Well, what is this? Amen, brother. You know, God's got you. Okay. That's about the best I can do. Okay. that perhaps God himself would blur the edges of the written word to shake awake the sleeping to the word that already dwells in them.
Allocation 